We are chismeando, chatting all things mom chisme. Nothing is off limits. Hosted by millennial moms and pretty girl charm founders, Lena and Sara. Guest starring mom amigas to share what we have learned as small business owners, raising tiny humans, crazy nipple moments after birth, making mom friends, adulting as millennials, mixed with a little Bravo TV, Car Jenners, and pop culture. Join, Join our, our mom, mom gang while you sip your fave drinks as you soak in your quiet time in your car parked in your driveway or as you clean the playroom for the fifth time today. Let's mom cheat me. Today we talk with token PGC older sister. We chat about keeping lifelong friendships, friendship breakups, and meeting new friends. Come along. Mom, Chime Season 2! We're back with a special guest. She is the token PGC big sister. She's saving the world from Alzheimer's. And she's my big sister, Pia. We have her here to chat a little bit about friendships. Pia, tell us your name, what you do, how many kids you have, how old they are. <laughs> my professional name is Diana. <laughs> <laughs> but my family name is Pia. <laughs> That's how everybody knows. <laughs> I have three kids, so it's a we're a blended family of yours, mine's, and ours. Um, and I currently work in research for Alzheimer's patients. So um, I feel like I have sometimes imposter syndrome because the people that I work with are super smart. But um, so yes, so that's kind of what I do a little bit and then I'm a shopaholic <laughs> she's a PGC shopaholic also 100% <laughs> number one yes um yeah. so we wanted to start the second season Sarah and I talking about friendships friendships we started the first season started about talking about how to make new friendships and we decided to talk to Pia about maintaining friendship. Sara and I have something very much in common um, in our families, yeah. even though we got we were raised in separate, in like Sara from, is from Miami, born and raised. Yo soy colombiana. I lived in Colombia until I was 15, y después en Puerto Rico. We have very similar values in our family, and that is the ability of our moms to both make and keep friends. And mm -hmm. Pia, is the millennial version of that. A hundred percent. And I think, um, I mean, Lena moved around a lot. I didn't. Uh, I was born and raised here. So my friends have been my friends since I was three. Um, and then obviously Lena and I became friends. I got older after I graduated from college. Um, but my mom moved around a lot also, and she has this like incredible ability to make new friends and to keep those friends. And then I think that Bia also has, you know, she moved around like mm -hmm. Lena, obviamente, they're sisters, so they moved together. <laughs> um, but then also recently she just moved to Texas. So her ability to make new friends in a city and in a state that she had never been to and is now living and loving and and we, I mean, I'm blown away because I personally, like, I suck at making new friends. I mean, it's a miracle. Like, I'm fine with my four friends and, like, that's it. Like, I counted. I think we have four. 
became such fast friends at the age that I was at because by the time that Lena and I met I was 22 I had graduated from college like I was pretty done in my friend category and then I realized how much more was left do you know what I mean yeah yeah I agree so I I feel like be as the best person to talk (laughs) about when it comes to like how do you keep your friends like how do you make new friends like what do you ask so yeah <laughs> when you're going to make it like when you're gonna go make a friend what do you ask um I am one of those people that I ask a lot of questions to begin with but I always like to ask questions that are first of all open-ended questions um so that I'm not stuck with a yes and no answer so I that's one of the first things that I do and so apart from getting to know the person, like where they come from, are you from around here? You know, that kind of stuff. But one of the things that I always try to see is I always, always, you know, I kind of observe what's going on with her, whether she has like another baby or she has like, she, she mentioned, oh, she's from Venezuela. And I'm like, oh, how long? So that kind of like starts like a whole conversation. So I'm very, I try to, I'm, I have not, not issues with retaining detail, but sometimes I do. But when it comes to making friendships and I'm starting that friendship, I try to ask details about about them and their story. And so then that kind of becomes like, they start taking over the conversation. And as they're doing, I'm learning where they come from, who they are, how many kids they have. Is this somebody that might have values similar to mine? Um, is this somebody that maybe I might eventually forge a friendship with and then after that I kind of figure out oh you know why don't we get around for coffee I always initially do like I'm like a speed dater I feel like I would have been great at speed dating maybe I should have tried that in my when I was but I'm one of those that I'll be like oh yeah let's I'll have a, a first cup of coffee with just about anybody so I'm like okay let me get you why don't we get together for a cup of coffee and you know because coffee is short it's quick it's not like a dinner like a dinner you have to sit through like an entree, an appetizer, that could be awkward. <laughs> Coffee, just grab, go, sit, and- I feel like it's very really non-committal. It's non-committal. So it's quick, it's easy. And if you don't like coffee, then of course it could be like, I always say, if you don't like coffee, we can always do like tea or smoothies or acai bowls. That's something else that I do. Um, I'm not stuck to like coffee or something. I'll just <laughs> do whatever that person is. And if she says, no, I only, you know, eat so-and-so, then maybe that's a friendship. Not that I'm going to judge somebody by what they eat, but- I mean, I like to drink wine and I like to drink coffee. So I want to have somebody that I can share those experiences. <laughs> same, same, same. But if you could do three, three questions, three top questions that you could ask somebody that you just met, let's say in the Colegio con Emma, she's a mom. You guys are like in that awkward, like, oh, hi, I'm Emma's mother. Hi. Three questions right. that you would ask. Three questions. Hi, I'm Emma's mom. Um, do you live around here? Of course, this because it applies to me and my community where I'm from. My community where I'm, well, where I'm currently at is just a master plan community. So everybody in this school basically is in the same community within different subdivisions. So, and so some of them, they have the older homes, the newer homes and the newest, newest homes. So you always, I always ask, oh, are you around from which area of Richland are you from? And then the other thing I ask, so 
is where are you originally from and how many kids do you have? So that kind of opens conversation to, I guess I always start with where I'm from because I feel like that's such an important part of who that person is. And I want to find out who that person is. Um, and I can understand where they're coming from, what their traditions are, what their, sometimes what their views are, how they grew up. Um, and then obviously how many kids, because I want to see, you know, like, are they just like, a, 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 they have three kids. So they are, they are building their family. Are they, you know, and then just something to like have in common with as a mom. Um, so those are kind of like the three that I ask, um, that I've been asking because I'm in the, still in the process of making friends. <laughs> I, I always am. <laughs> my daughter's school, so her friends might change. So I might have to make new mom friends for middle school stage of life. So I might have to come up with preteen questions that I, you know, <laughs> that I may not know. About. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think one of the biggest things when you're so like speaking, I think for the three of us or personally, each one of us have something else in common that we, the three of us were our, the first of our friends to have kids. Mm-hmm. So I was the first from my general group from high school and from college. Um, Lena was too, and Bia was too. And I feel like when you're in that, like that stage in your life where you're like a huge change is coming. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're kind of in this state of like of of flux with your friends because you're kind of like, okay, at least for me, my friends were still like partying and going to dinners and doing all these things. And not that I couldn't go to dinner pregnant, but I mean, by 9 p.m. I was dead asleep. Like I was dead asleep, snoring, like couldn't even with my life. So I feel like at that point is when friendships kind of become like, I like to, re- I don't like to refer to them as my old friends, just like my pre-kid friends. I feel like you kind of go into like this state of like, of like ups and downs with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I feel, I don't know. Like what, like how do you, like when you got pregnant with Carlos Alberto, how did you feel? Which is her first one, by the way. Definitely. Yeah. So I was a teen mom and definitely I was definitely one of the first ones to have kids. <laughs> For sure. Um so obviously it did change because my experience versus their experience was very different. Um of course I had to grow up really quick, but I feel like my friends we had been together since pre-K and my friends even though they were going through their stuff, they kind of grew with me in most most of the things during that period of time that I was pregnant with him and had him after we kind of separated because I graduated from high school we obviously took different different growth um growth um I guess tracks but we did grew kind of together during that year and a half that we uh, between the pregnancy and the birth of Carlos Alberto and then having him for his first year you know we it was very nice to see that our friendship kind of evolved into something different and they understood like some of the situations that I was going through. And it was very refreshing because I thought it was going to be for sure going to be done with my friendships because it was like, 
what the hell? Like, you know, you're the only one with, with a kid here, Ben. How are they going to take this? Will they go out partying? Will they not include me and stuff? Because that does happen. But they did not. They included me whether or not I was able to go or not. That was up to me if it was up to me. But they, I felt always included and a part of the group. So they made it a very good point of never leaving me behind with stuff. They didn't understand the ins and outs of what I was going through, but they were there through that process. So I think that that really spoke volumes of the type of friendships that I had at that point. And this is the reason why I've probably been friends for them so, for so long, because during that part of my life that I really, I felt like I had a friendship, friendships that I could connect with. And I had no mommy friends because again, I was 17 and pregnant. What mommy friends did I have? In Colombia, that's not a thing. Here you go to a school and you may not be the only pregnant girl. But over there, it was not a thing. So I think that that really was, it really helped the fact that I didn't feel isolated from my friendship. So that was really nice. Um, so thank you to my friends for this, I guess. <laughs> now, I, 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 think, I, I think in my experience, when I had my first, my son, Juan Pablo, Gen Alpha, he, I was the first mom, but I also felt that um, I had my sister who had already had her first son, but then she had also kind of experienced being a new mom a second time because she had her daughter. ¿Cuántos años le lleva Carlos Alberto a, 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 a Emma? Well, so I was a new mom. 12 years. Sure, you were literally a new mom. It was the first time yeah. that you were an actual mom. And the first thing that Pia said was, you know, your friends are going to be your friends regardless. They are going to shift a little bit, um, <laughs> you know, in the in that that you won't be out with, like, I would see my friend Natalie every day. We were connected to the hip. That shifted a little bit. But she's like, but then you have to go make friends that are in the same, um, like, hey. stage of life. And she's like, I went to Gymboree. And I started talking to people and blah, 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 blah. So the first time when I had Wampi, he was two months old. She's like, okay, did you register to Gymboree? Are you registered? You need to go to Gymboree. <laughs> so there I went with my little kid to Gymboree. And lo and behold, I made friends that are still friends with me to this day. Ten years later, we're friends. The kids are friends and all that. So I think that we talked about this before, Pia. It's always about openness and mm -hmm. this is too open to <laughs> open. I believe that with from a place of openness. You really do. Like because you're getting to it's like dating. You're getting to know this person and you're deciding whether or not you're gonna include these people. Like for me, my friends are part of my family. So for they're gonna be exposed to my family, to my kids, to my husband, to my home life, which is my sanctuary. So for me, I have to be open to getting to know them and vice versa. I have to be, they have to be open to getting to know me as well. So I always start from a place of openness. And then after that, I figure out whether or not they are going to be part of that circle of trust kind of quote, quote unquote. Um, but yes, I always start from the beginning of openness, clean slate for everybody, just open. And then after a couple of times, you realize whether or not it's working and you're vibing with the person. And vibing is the best word I can describe for this, because <laughs> if you're not vibing with a friend, don't force it. That's my, don't force stuff. And, and you have friends. The other thing that I want to say is you have friends for every single thing in your life. 
for example, you have friends to your mommy friends, you have your single friends, you have your intellectual friends, you have your work friends, you have your um, kids, mom's friends, and then you have your lifer friends who have been there for years and years and years. So there's so many pots of friendship. And I think that that's how you have, that's where openness comes from. So looking at friendships as like the pots of friends that you have. Not everybody has to go travel. Not every friend you're going to go travel with. You might have your travel friends and you might have your book club friends. So thinking about that, that way, I think that it helps understand. It helps expectations like, también. Like yeah. expectations within I, friendships. Correcto. Yes. I, you have to have a level of expectation. So like <laughs> when, when I first met my husband and he and I were dating, like I was fresh out of college literally like a couple of months and my husband and I got pretty serious pretty quick and I think that I had to me and my and my close friends from college had to kind of level the expectation of now what was my life so <laughs> now it not that I focused 100 on my husband like I've never been that way like I still had time for me I had time for my friends but it was a level of expectation that like Okay, I couldn't, all these plans that my friends had decided that we were going to go see each other and visit each other and be like, we're going to get jobs and we're going to go wherever, whenever, however, had to shift a little bit because, okay, now I have this person in my life, which is fine. And like, yes, I can go on a girl's trip, but every other weekend I cannot be hopping on a plane and going to New York and going to wherever. And the same happened when I had, when I got pregnant with Erica, I feel like there was a for some people it was a level of expectation of like I had to continue to be the friend I always had been I'm, I'm I have few but I'm very focused on my few so like I want to make sure that you're okay I want to like call you every morning and I want to make sure you know I'm I'm atenta I guess is what you can say but then when I got pregnant and I had Erica, my focus was 100% on her and on me being a new mom and how I was feeling. And I feel like the role had to shift a little bit mm -hmm. where I wanted people to reach out to me. Like, are you okay? Like, mm -hmm. how are you? Like, how? And not that, you know, you go back and forth, but I think that that level of expectation is what then can put you into danger. Correct. Agreed. If if you don't have that, that kind of, because it, it's not a boundary. It's not like I'm putting up this barrier and I don't want to talk to you. No. If you're my friend, you're my friend for life, mm -hmm. but you have to level the expectation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like then that's when friendship breakups can happen. Yes. Agreed. That definitely It's dicey. Friendship I was gonna breakups say. can happen. <laughs> like and this is where, this is where things get... <laughs> get cloudy mm -hmm. so i know that each one of us has had a friendship breakup we talked we've talked about this before so i feel like yeah which one was your like biggest one i had one when carlos was little and um, when i found out i was pregnant um i she i was very surprised with the way that she reacted she was one of the only friends that really i had a big breakup with and we rekindled some friendship afterwards um, like years and years after, I want to say like maybe 20 years after, um, Carlos is going to be 24. So maybe around that time. Um, 
but it was a big breakup. Like I had gone from seeing this girl every day. Like she, her aunt lived next door to us. Like it was a big, it was a big breakup within the friend group. So the breakup started with me and then it kind of trickled down to the friend group just because again, my other friends were very much in tune with, with me and my needs. So it just was a natural kind of breakup for them, but it was a big breakup. That had, might've been one of the biggest friendship breakups I've had. I then had like a mini break with one of my friends, but it was almost like a, yeah, I know we were on a break kind of situation, but yes, we were on a break. <laughs> and then we kind of rekindled that again. And it was just a break that was much needed for growth from both of our self. And again, going back to that expectations, I think that it allowed us to be, better friends now but so yeah so I mean friendship breakups are hard but I feel like sometimes they're necessary to kind of look inwards and see is this somebody that I really wanted to like looking back this friendship breakup really I know the person who she is now and I don't necessarily agree with a lot of the stuff that she might be doing or how she's lived her life so maybe it was something that I needed so I wasn't part of of this maybe quote unquote, not toxic relationship, but maybe it wasn't part of this drama that she had and it, it saved me from something. Well, my focus needed to be this other thing. So I think that they're needed sometimes. I think that your friendships breakups were needed. You guys just breakups. But then apart from that one, which I'm sure we'll touch on in a second, like I personally had one a little after I got married um, with somebody who was my friend since I was four. Um, and I think, I actually don't think, I don't know. I, I don't, I still, still to this day, I don't really know what set it off. I can, I can make assumptions and make, um, and like think about maybe it was like part jealousy, part um, just me not necessarily moving on because I don't move on. I, but you know, moving on in my life, meaning like in the next stage of my life. Um, and maybe some unresolved drama from when we were like 15, I have no idea, but I feel like that breakup was necessary for me and for my mental health. And, and it, and it did for the most part come from me. It, like one event kind of set it off and I pretty much just said, I'm done. Like, I can't do this anymore. I, I've, I've always been your person. I've always been that person for you, but you're not that person for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been a while that you haven't been. And like, yeah, I can't mm-hmm. anymore. This is for my mental health. I can't do it. Um, and was it sad? A hundred percent because our, like by this point, like our families were very involved. Our families are still very involved. And like, I see her and we're cordial with each other. Um, but just that constant everyday communication no longer exists. Um, which, which when I think about it is a little sad because obviously she, she does know my kids, but hasn't like that idea of that she was going to be constantly involved in my kids' lives doesn't happen. And I mean, I don't know if it will. Um, but I feel like it was ne- like, it, like it was one of those necessary moments in my life where if it wouldn't have happened, like I don't know where I would be right now. 
Like, I don't know where I would be, like, even even with Lena, I have no idea. Or even in my marriage, like, I have no, I have no clue. Um, but it was but one of those things guys, that... I'm going to interject a little bit. I think that you guys were very young. Very, very young. Mm-hmm. We were very young. I mean, you I got know? married... I, yeah, I got married at 25. Like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of it was probably very immature energy do you know what I mean um and I I don't want to put the blame all on her I probably jumped the gun a little bit but if anybody knows me they know that at 25 like my heart was like at 55 like I'm a very old soul I don't I don't like that like drama like I'm very (laughs) like I I can't like I can't do it. Like, I, I mean, when I first met Lena, I was 22. And I think that she swore that I was like her age. Yeah. We like, all. Yeah. I, yeah. And everyone, everyone, I open my mouth and I'm like, no, like I'm, you know, Jonathan's six years older than me. And <laughs> like all my friends are six years older than me or older or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I feel like we were very young. Um, is there a chance of reconnecting I don't know um recently she did reach out because I had like a a loss in my family so she did reach out to me um is it is it is it possible maybe only time will tell is it worth it that's a whole conversation which we're gonna yeah but I I don't know I I think I remember when she texted you and she it's not only been the one for the loss of your family she did text you something else and I'm gonna you know yeah Hannah and I spend a lot of time together so I was there when she first texted her and I she was like ew no and I said well I thought about Pia because Pia's always about giving people grace and being the better person and I said you know and I shared the story of the one that you, the, the friendship breakup that you had when you had Carlos Alberto. And I said, look, it, they reconnected later. Are they best friends like they were before? No, but at least they were able to mend. And it's somebody que le tienes cariño, que la puede ver de vez en cuando, you know? And you never know what happened. Like people change, people grow. Like, yo no soy la misma persona that I was when I was 22. So yeah. you never know. Now, Yo pienso que lo que da miedo es que sometimes you can see glimmers of this person hasn't changed or mm-hmm. yes, they like, you know, but taking the chance, I think it's what, you know, yeah. how do you know when something's like to when something's <laughs> like, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yo siempre lo voy a tener cariño. Yeah. Yeah. But she was my childhood best friend. Ella vivía en mi casa, literally. And yo en la de ella. But it's like regular breakups. It's like regular breakups. Think about it. Like I've had people in my like my son's dad. Like I broke up with him, but he. I mean, yes, he's my son's dad. But I keep up with his. Like my breakup with him is was hard, and we went through a lot of stuff. But we literally became friends. Like I have some. So friendships are kind of like that. Like you see sometimes ex boyfriends or ex fiancés or ex husbands or whatever it is and you say you know i went through whatever i went through it was a breakup you're not gonna be back to that place with them but you say okay 
This is the person that I care for, that I that have built me into whoever I am today. And that's the way that I view it. You gave me something. You were a part of who I am as of right now and my growth and my continue to grow as a person, as a mom, as whatever. What it, it, it allowed you to see who and what what kind of things you were looking for, your expectations for friendship, who you wanted in your life. So it allowed you to see that based off on that breakup. So I think breakups, friendship breakups are hard, but they're sometimes necessary. And when, when this whole thing happened, I told Lena, I said, I would be open to it, but we would have to sit down and have a conversation. Like I'm not a person to brush things under the rug and just let it go and like, woo, no. I don't do it, ask Lena. I'm, I'm, I don't want like to say I'm confrontational, because that sounds really bad. But if there's a problem, like I'm going to say something and I want you and I to talk about it and I want us to have a conversation about it and then we can move on. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, Lena and I multiple times have had full-blown, not arguments because we don't really argue, but like, listen, this is bothering me. This is bothering you. If we don't talk about it, then things get lost in translation. Things get, people get passive aggressive whether you want to or not. Yeah. Aggressive, but... Even if you say something, it comes off as passive aggressive. Right. Because you know that there's an underlying problem. So I just feel like in a friendship breakup situation and you're going to reconnect, hash it out. Yeah. Yeah. How to really know if in the end it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. But I, and then sometimes you know <laughs> at the moment that a breakup happens that it's not going to be like that that door is completely sealed shut bolted in and there's no turning back mm-hmm. type of thing um, I agree. I, there there's a quote and that says rejection is god's protection mm-hmm. and i think que eso super super like reality like bia touched on it like when I broke up with my friend when Carlos Alberto was born, I was able to see the value that I had in my other friends. Y tú también, Sara. And I yeah. think que I'm getting teary-eyed because the breakup that we had recently with our friends was hurtful, but it was so needed and the door is bolted shut. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. My mom so, actually... We talked about this yesterday with my mom because we were talking about how this was going to be our our, se- our season two, episode one. And <laughs> my mom then talked about s- something similar. And she said, you know, if if you ever tell me five years down the line that you're friends with one of those people again, she's like, I will be the number one person to remind you of what happened. It made you feel mm-hmm. what that person did to you. And I'm never going to tell you, you can't be friends with that person. But like, I will be very clear and remind you mm-hmm. because of, of something else. She was talking about another friend, but then made this reference. Um, so, yeah, I feel like the friendship breakup that we have gone through recently, it was needed and it's validated. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Needed, it was validated and you saw these people, this friendship for what they were. And I don't like using the word friendships when I talk about them because that's not a relationship. That was a relationship that you guys had with these people 
I it's not a friendship. It was a okay. relationship. And let's let's give it, context first. Okay, so that people understand because not everybody knows. We don't talk about our personal lives usually. But Sam and I used to have a friendship group of girls. We were all las esposas of friends. So the, the, the boys were friends and then las esposas became very good friends. But, you know, we had been friends by now, some of us, 12, 10 years, minimal eight. That was the, the length of, of everybody's mm -hmm. friendship together. And as women, we had forged, um, a very close knit group of friends where yeah. we, you know, pulled each other through, you know, pregnancies, postpartum, you know, disabilities, disabilities, um, loss of, of losses, um, yes. And, you know, a, a year and a half ago, almost I filed for divorce. And I always knew that there was a group of within that that group that we might eventually shift away, like you know, where you don't talk to them as much as you did before. But that since we had forged 10, 12 years of friendship, that you know it would be something that you just when you become from being vernos todos los días to you know nos vemos una vez cada tres meses. We have lunch, blah, 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 let the kids get together, and todas esas cosas. That's what I thought it would be. It's birthday parties. That's uh -huh. like that we would still be able to go to kids' birthday parties. I filed for divorce March 31st. June 12th, I had Nena's birthday party. And I had already started feeling that these girls were like, no me sentía bien. My gut was like, no me sentía bien, no me sentía bien. I had just, you know, ended a relationship that was affecting my 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 mental health and my my nervous system a lot it was a lot of coercive control a lot of things that were happening but that little fire in me and that little gut feeling made me feel some type of way and after nana's birthday party i jumped in the car and i i remember telling pia i'm, I'm burning done. now the bridge the br like the grenade it's coming i'm not doing this this is like something is telling me in my gut, in my heart, I have to do this. And Pia, being the good I, person that she is, asked you, "Are you sure? Yeah. Once you throw that grenade, it will." There's be no going back. No going yes. back. Yes. And she, Pia's very emotionally intelligent. Wait, wait. Just like and my dad. Be, and to be super clear, I wasn't there. I had just given birth. Oh so, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah wasn't, I wasn't there. there because so, it would have been a it would it would have been a little different. If I was there, but I wasn't. <laughs> but could uh, Pia said, you know, give people, give people grace. Calmate. Maybe it's coming from like an emotional place that you're in. Like, no, don't say something that you're going to regret, blah, 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 blah. And I looked at her and I said to her, yo te amo. And you're always 99% right about things. And I like to hear you out and always be the better person. Like you are like como mi papa. And I know I'm very reactive sometimes. But I can safely say in my gut, this has to die here. The grenade has to go up and the bridge has to burn down. And I did it. But, there weren't, I, but there weren't any, like, there weren't any harsh words. 
There no, weren't, no, no, no. There wasn't any. There wasn't like a physical grenade that went off. No, like, no, no, no. no, no. I simply like, said. Simply like. No, she simply I, said, like moving forward, I'm done. I'm closing this chapter. I'm done. Like I didn't it. even say anything. I literally just left. Left. Yeah. A group our chat. group chat. That's all you. That did. was that grenade that I threw. I yeah. left the group chat. I. Because I didn't even write anything, I think. I just said, No, I just you left. didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I just you left. Just left. And, and I think that was that was 100% like the moment where I said, Okay, obviously my loyalty stood with Lena. Mm-hmm. There was no doubt in anybody's mind that that's where I would be. Um, and I think since then, it's continued to just validate more and more and more that they were never really friends to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They wasn't- were friends to begin with. Um, and while it's hurtful, more for Lena than for me, remember, I have like zero emotion. Like I have zero feeling. <laughs> I have zero- <laughs> um, Like I've cried about this. Like I didn't cry about it. Um, but seeing the actions that have taken place a year later and throughout the year, I think that for Lena and I, and for our respective families, it was the best decision that she ever made. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. it was necessary because like, I think that this then kind of takes it into like the last little bit that we were going to talk about is like, when does a friendship become worth it? Right. Mm-hmm. Like when does the heartache and the disappointment and the um, like w- when does it become something that's worth it versus protecting your own energy and protecting your like your mental health and your space and your time? Like like Bia says, a friendship and en- like you enter into somebody's home, mm-hmm. like physically you are coming in there. So. I keep my friendships close and small and a very small circle because I don't like to let people into my, like into my daily life. Like my daily life is messy. Like my house is a mess 95% of the time. And like, if you're going to start coming into my house and judging me because my, my shit is everywhere, like you're not my friend. Um, but because you're bringing that person into, into you and you into their life, mm-hmm. then I think you really have to, level your friends and say okay like is this friendship is is this giving me what i what i deserve and what i need mm-hmm. so i think that that's kind of like a big a big thing when you're talking about friends and friendships and obviously you have like acquaintances like i have acquaintances at erica's school that i mean they're not my best friends like i don't talk to them every day and like that's great but i think that when you are thinking about all your friends and your closest friends, I think that that's super important. You have to really think about when it's worth it and when it's just time to let it go. Mm-hmm. Let it go and like maybe this person isn't right for me and my family. Because mm-hmm. I think of it as a whole. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I think of it as our my entire family. Like meaning, is this okay for me, my husband, my kids, even like my parents? Like everyone mm-hmm. who's friends with me knows that I hang out with my parents. 90% of the time. So that person also like has to mesh with them because then if not, then are they, 
bringing into your your into your home your sanctuary i you yeah. know friendships and and friendship breakups are very hard i think that they're they might be sometimes harder than sometimes divorces or sometimes like relationship breakups because you lost your support you know the people that you thought were going to be there during this time so that i feel like with with a relationship it's a different level and it obviously it hurts but with friendships it's like it's almost like i feel like sometimes it might be harder to kind of recover from that um so it just and it makes it brings up boundaries and like it brings up like barrier like you close stuff sometimes so one of going back again i think that we need to reshift our focus and say this friendship breakup was necessary but we're still going to continue to be open to having new friendships because these people taught me what friendship expectations I was supposed to have, what I have to look for, and who I want to bring into my life and who I don't want to. And that was very made very clear with this group of friends that you could see that it was just not, yeah. it wasn't something that brought anything that was nice into your life. I agree. I cannot recall like thinking that this person brought you something that was good. <laughs> maybe having grace. I mean, I don't want to sound petty, but I just, the one thing that I always like to think about what these people taught you. And I think that the only thing that they really taught you was to have grace and to realize that thank you for letting me see that I was in a toxicity in a toxic environment. And thank you for allowing me to escape this. I think that that's the lesson learned here for this breakup. I don't think that it was <sighs> anything other. There was no more growth. I, None of substance in that group. I, 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 I agree with friendship breakups are extremely hurtful. In my experience, my friendship breakup happened after I filed for divorce. And I still think it hurt me more than, for example, I also found out that my soon-to-be ex-husband was having an affair like September of last year, like six, four, six months after I had filed for divorce. And I think to this day, I stand in saying that the breakup that I had with this group of friends hurt me a lot more than finding that out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel that I that we shared so many experiences and memories and it's sad, pero también al mismo tiempo, I go back and I realize that looking back, I was always giving more because that's just my, like my personality. And I just, you know, need to give people grace and everybody has their thing and everybody, you know, chooses to be the way that they are. But I'm grateful that I did it because through this whole year, the actions of these people, these, these girls that, you know, we traveled together, our kids grew up together, we spent Christmases, New Year's, you know, I took one of them to my, my sister's 40th birthday in, in Texas, like all these things, my parents, you know, you know, when one of them went through a disability with her child, my whole family embraced her and like, 
brought her in because my sister had to work with autism and it's something that it's you know in my family we're very um like adapt with um that we've experienced before in our in our family also so it it, it just goes to show that it needed to happen and that it served the purpose of me realizing that sometimes red flags even in friendships you have to really look at it and you know the vibe of people should always you know be prevalent porque yo creo que the friendship specific specifically that i forged with one of them came because her husband was my ex-husband's best friend at the beginning we were not that close but when it i you know something happened where we were all not like really meshing and i i told i remember telling pia i'm gonna be her friend and we're gonna all llevarnos bien porque her she had fought with una de mis amigas en el momento mm -hmm. and i should have realized then i know i wish that the values that that person had were visible at that moment and i turned <laughs> a blind eye because i wanted to be copathetic in my marriage for the sake of my marriage. And with that, I gave him my all and my whole heart. And she became my friend that I loved truly in my heart. But 12 years ago, when she had that problem with my my best friend at the moment, that my best friend kept on saying, ella es rarísima, like, no me gustan sus vibras, yo no sé qué, blah, blah, blah. The IG, that, she said. Aha. Uh -huh. Pero, tú sabes, you live and you learn. I wouldn't change a single thing because I was true to my nature. I gave it my all. I learned. I learned what I, you know. And I and do not grew. regret. Huh? We grew. We grew. We, we super grew. grew. We and that's the important part. The important oh, yeah. part. You, you grew. We realized our worth. And... 100%. Now I know that that friendship is definitely not worth saving. Now, you know, no. there's other examples with you guys that sometimes it is worth saving and también you have to be open to, you know, give and take in that particular situation. Um, but I think that openness is the same thing. You have to be open to maybe making amends. You have to be open to realizing that it may not be worth saving. You have to be open to forging new friendships. And you have to be open to forgive, not forget. Forgive, move forward. And 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 at one point, once this hurt goes dwindles down, you might look back and see there were great memories and cherish those memories. But know that you are open to accepting those memories because they were a part of your kids' memories, your memories. But then saying, thank goodness, it was, it's, it's a done deal. So, And yeah. also accepting the part of your, how you, like, I feel que, um, take accountability for the actions that you made in certain situations. Like, in this one, not particularly, pero when the friendship is mendable what part because talked about it when she talked about yeah. what part of it can i take accountability on like where do do i fall in the where we're at right now um yeah. which i think is very important también if you're gonna mend that friendship at all if yeah. it's worth it boys yeah. and it's hard to make friends as an older person like i'm 41 <laughs> 
I am good at making friends, but it becomes harder every second of the day. I don't know if because we become older and we become like grumpier, not grumpier, but set, so set in our ways that we just kind of, it becomes harder overall. Not as like when we're new moms and we're like, any adult conversation is like, <laughs> but I do think that, um, I think that like Sarah's mom, my our mom, like they are so good at making. My mom has the ability to make friends with just about any anybody and keep those friendships. Mind you, she's on the phone twenty four hours a day. That's a lot for me, but but she's able to retain these friendships. And I and those friendships have habits or have trickled down into myself, into probably for you for Sarah as well. Um, like our kids, like, you know, it just, I think it's made us like realize that friendships are an extension of a family. So it just kind of, cause that's kind of like how my mom is. I don't know why it's kind of like an extension of family. Like our whole friends are like, yeah. And <laughs> it, it goes to what Sarah said, like, do they share the same values where I can bring them in with my parents? And I think that that, I didn't see that 10 years ago. Does that make sense? Yeah. And th- yeah. I think that that's why now me and Sarah have such a great friendship. And it's because even yeah. though we are from completely different backgrounds, the values in our families are... Oh. I, we, we're going to have two questions for you for the th- final thought. Question one, how can a new mom make new friends? So be open. Again, being open. Being open to uh, a friendship. And then being interested in the other person, I think that that's one of the keys. And again, treat treat the beginning of a starting of a friendship like almost like a speed dating. Go out to the coffee shop with that mom that looks like she's overwhelmed. Go like, you know, like reach out to these people. You be the person to reach out. You be observant. So that will be one of the things to make new friends. Um, Just okay, and- do it. Just yeah. do it. Just be go, go to the kids' activities at school and talk to just about anybody. Ask them what grade they're in, who's their teacher. Oh, do you live close by? Where are you from? One of them is going to stick. I bet you. And then what would be your biggest advice for somebody that's going through, either has gone through or is going through a friendship breakup and then a potential reconnect at a later point in your life? I would say the same thing again. Well, first of all, you have to be mindful and aware of your role in it. Like Lena said, look into yourself and see why am I going through this breakup? What could I have prevented it? Is there something I can do? Is it something that's necessary? Is it something that's just like a pause in that friendship? And then later on, we can rekindle again. Um, And you really talk about why you would want to do that breakup, why you would want to rekindle that friendship. And again, is it worth having that person in your life? Um, so really just going in and, and, and taking notice of what it is that you, why it is that you are going through this. Um, not to put blame on anybody. Don't say she did this. She did that. She, there's a laundry list of things that she could have done wrong or that person could have done wrong. But that doesn't matter. It's what you, how you feel that moment, why you need to do this for yourself. And then 
base it off on that, not on what the other person's actions are. You can't correct that. You can't fix that. It's what you you yourself can do. So that's, I love that's that. My, I love that so much. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. We cried. We laugh. We got a little. We did. <laughs> we got Teary a little. Eye. But it was very good. I had fun. Yeah. Thank yes. you for being with yeah. us. And anybody's welcome to a cup of coffee with me. <laughs> <laughs> She will literally have a cup of coffee with you and you know. I love that. Love Besitos. Bye. Bye. Okay, final thoughts on making friendships, keeping friendships and friendship breakups. I feel like number one that we learned from Bia is that you have to be open. You have to be open to everything. You have to be open to making new friends. You have to be open to new ideas. You have to be um, open to going to get coffee with whoever. But also I think that we learned that you have to be open on the opposite end. You have to be open to really making sure that this friendship is worth it for you, worth it for your family, worth it for um, your heart, your soul, your mental health. Um, especially when going through a friendship breakup, um, and just figuring out if it's worth it, if it's if it's something that's giving you um, any sort of aggravation or anything like that, is it something that's worth it for you and for your and for your family? Um, I think that's one of the biggest things that we that we learned from Pia. I think so too. I think that the the biggest takeaway was openness and really, you know, knowing what is best for you and what aligns with your values, and realizing that. I don't think people talk about it enough. Friendship breakups are a thing. I think that, you know, you see a lot of like breakup, breakup, breakup between, you know, um, romantic love, uh -huh, yeah. parejas. but friendship breakups are a thing. Friendship breakups are hurtful. They're very uh, relatable. Everybody has gone through them at some point in time. And, you know, you live, you learn. Sometimes they're worth saving. Sometimes they're not, but yeah. it, it's okay be open and just do it that's what i think i learned from pia today i'm super into this yeah i think it was great it was a great conversation for sure <laughs>